welcome back, clone dance partiers. We're so glad to have you for season five, the final trip. Um, let's just get right into it. So on this episode, Sarah is a survivor. Kasima is going to follow the crazy science. Rachel drank the Kool-Aid. Charlotte is scared of the Kool-Aid. And Allison's blackest fears finally came true. I'm Liz. I'm Matt. I'm Janice. I'm Katrin. Yay! Welcome, Katrin. <laughs> Thanks. Welcome it's back. It's nice to have you back. <laughs> um, Good to be I, back. I personally am really glad that you have recently marathoned and that you are all caught up because I know after season three, you were not planning on keeping with the show. So we're, we're glad to have you back. Oof. I'm <laughs> mostly glad to be back. Also kind of unsure. I don't know. Well, we're well, glad to have you here. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Maybe along the way you can tell us like what your pain points are. Mm, they're pretty much just Delphine, so... <laughs> But we did have a lot of Delphine in this episode, so I feel like uh, things are off to a better start than last season. Yes, indeed. So far, they have my attention. Yes. I mean, even though we might not be burying our gays at this moment, we really need to put shipping them off to other countries. Yeah, that would be really nice. <laughs> but she'll be back, I'm sure. Well, she has to. It's the final season. Indeed. So, since this is the final season, let's do a quick round of predictions. Um, what, what do we think is going to happen? What do we think is not going to happen? What do we think is the end goal? What's not going to happen? Beth is not coming back. <laughs> okay, you know, that's just harsh. <laughs> I know you're probably right, but that doesn't mean I don't want it. <laughs> um, Janice, what do you think is not going to happen? Oh, I don't know. You know, I'm wondering whether this is all is going to all be a dream, because she keeps having these scenes where Kira says, Mommy, wake up. Oh, there's going to be some rage table flipping. <laughs> like, I will be incoherent for the last episode if it's uh, a fever dream like mm. I will, oh my gosh I will not be able to deal with that like at all <laughs> no they did the the final season is a dream thing on Roseanne and everyone hated it so I don't think they're doing it here well yeah I, and, I mean they've done they've done a couple of shows where the whole thing wasn't real yeah, I know. It's been it's been done before, but I just feel like this, you know, the scenes with Kira, like, Mommy, wake up, is like... I mean, I mean, maybe it's not a dream, but maybe there's something she needs to wake up to. Right. Some, some maybe. aspect of reality or something. But yeah, if this whole show has been, like, some weird fever dream, I would <laughs> so... Like, if right. Sarah was the one who was... Oh, my God. If Sarah was the one who was hit by the bus... Or the train. Oh, okay. And, like, oh. this whole thing is her, like, coma in the hospital because she weirdly survived. I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, all right. I think that would be one of the worst endings we could get. 
Oh, I would be so I like oh I the rage flipping that would happen like it would be it would be all bad. Like my kid wouldn't even be able to be in the house while I was recording. <laughs> um. So do we think it's gonna be a happy ending? All uh, everybody gets the cure. Rachel gets pregnant. Everybody's hunky dory, and there's no more clones in the future. Or do we think it's just gonna be everybody dies? I'm hoping for somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah, I think so. In between. It'll be bittersweet. Um, yeah. Cosima's not going to make it. That's going to make me really mad if that's true. I think she'll yeah. make yeah. it. Yeah, if Cosima dies, I will once again be done watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> She's been through too much at this point for to kill her off now would be be yeah. so anticlimactic and kind of a waste of mm-hmm. all of her storylines, which are already kind of dragging and need to be, you know, yeah. ended. Yeah. This Cosima's sick stuff, that's one of my notes, which I'm done with this. Let her be healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Sarah, I mean, Sarah's, like, surviving, you know, she's getting, I guess this is her season for be, being beat up. I mean, it was like two seasons ago. Is it like Helena's turn for being beat, beaten up? This is Sarah's seems like Sarah's turn. Yeah, I'm not okay with that. You are or aren't? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not either. I don't want any of my clones hurt, but I'm... Yeah. If I had to pick one, I think it'd be Sarah. She's probably <laughs> yeah, my she least favorite. She's most able to. Yeah. Well, she also just seems most able to take it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she has had, had, she has had a rough life. Yeah. I don't want anything to happen to Kira, though. Mm. No, I don't want anything to happen to Kira either. Um, or Charlotte. No, I don't like, care I about want, her. <laughs> I want I want Tweedle Small to be okay. Um, well, I care about Charlotte because she's one of our clones. She's not Tatiana Maslany. I don't care about her. Dude. I love Charlotte. Yeah. Um, and I love that little actress. She really does such a good job. So let's let's start at the beginning of this episode. This episode, by the way, is season five, episode one, "The Few Who Dare." And so we come to the beginning with Sarah calling Fee, who still has Ira, with two percent of her battery left. And hears about the village. And, you know, she saves herself with a tampon, which, tampon for the win there. I think (laughs) it's probably one of my all-time favorite scenes ever in any television. Because, A, there was no weirdness about it. She wasn't like, ew, I'm putting a tampon in my leg. It was just, she's female. She has a working uterus. She was going on this hunt, and so she had hygiene products on her, which is never shown. And then she uses it for an alternative purpose, which is just genius. And she does it with no qualms. I really, really liked that. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I wonder how many men out in the audience were like, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) And the few who did know what it is, I wonder how many of them went, ugh. (laughs) <laughs> no, I thought it was great. That was that was impressive. 
sh it shows how resourceful she is. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, it shows her resourcefulness. And I just, I'm so glad that they did something like that with a feminine hygiene product. Like, they've done a lot to destigmatize various things. Uh, but I've never seen a show, like, just have a tampon in it. So, for me, that, that was really cool. Yeah, I thought so. So, where uh, is this island? <laughs> I'm sorry. I forget. It's been cold. so long. Yeah. It's... I think it's between Canada and Greenland. Okay. Or it's between Greenland and... Norway? Yeah, Norway. Or Norway, yeah. I was going to say Sweden, but then I knew that wasn't right. Hmm. So I think it's, like, up in that chain of islands. Uh, because that would be fairly central to where the clones are. Because the clones seem to be in Europe and America. Like, we haven't heard of any being in other on other continents. So... I feel like a central location like that would make sense. And it's mm -hmm. also cold. That needs to sure. be in the North Atlantic. Yeah. Too cold for me. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. be if I'm gonna be trapped on an island with a cult. I'd prefer to be a nice climate. Thank you. It's currently a hundred <laughs> degrees where I am. I could do with some snow. I'm not that far from you, and yeah, it's very hot. I've got cardboard in the windows, the blinds are down, the fans are going, I don't have air conditioning. Yeah, because you're in, you're, you're still in no air conditioning land. Yes. So, it's a little, little tough right now. The one good thing about moving back to Sacramento is everything is air conditioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get to a place where it's hot enough, you always have it. Yeah, it's been the saving grace of moving back to Sacramento. Uh, that and living really close to family, so when Jake and I need a date night, we can just throw Zoe at somebody. <laughs> Here, catch this. We'll be back in a couple hours. <laughs> um, so, we met Mud, and my first thought, and I, I make this reference a lot during this episode, and I, I feel like it's, it's valid, um, Mud walks in and hands Kasima a mug. And literally in my head, I was like, and here's your Kool-Aid. <laughs> um, drink this. Believe in us. Mm. Look how cool we are. You live in a yurt. We have all of our own stuff. And we're self-sustaining. And our leader is 170. No, that's not weird. We're all going to be better. Uh-huh. Your name <laughs> is Mud. Uh, yeah. That's... <laughs> so, and Mud was cute but creepy. Oh no, creepy. I didn't yeah. like her Definite. at all. She was definitely uh, creepy. Too too friendly. Yeah. yeah. I don't trust people who are too upbeat like that. They're hiding something. <laughs> she's she's up to yeah. something. No, I agree. I don't um, think she knows enough to be hiding something. I don't I think, think they tell her anything. It. Yeah, and I don't think she knows that she's up to something. Like, I'm not saying that she's not up to something. I'm saying that she just doesn't know that she's up to it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't told her anything, but she's fine with yeah. that. She's yeah. Doing what she always she's has. hoping to always. eventually be one of the chosen. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, that's weird. I thought that they all were chosen. Yeah, but even in the friendliest of cults, yeah, where everybody is chosen, not everybody is really chosen. Some mm. people are chosen to support those who are actually chosen. Mm. Like, Mud seems to have, and I'm, I'm going to call it some privilege, because Mud looks as though she is totally fine. She does not seem to have any affliction. That doesn't mean that she doesn't have severe cancer that is not presenting outward or a severe mental issue or any of that, but she looks completely typical. And so to me, she would be one of the ones who's there to support the people with the cancer that they've never been able to cure who are now going to live to 150 or um, the people without an arm who get to grow their arm back. She's going to be there to support them while she gets like a little boost to her immune system and she never gets a cold. I don't know. She seems still seems like a strange recruit for that kind of place. I mean, if 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 you know uh, the science is real, you would want people who are taking it seriously. I don't. Would how, I mean, how many how many acolytes who really just don't get it would you really want in a situation like that? I think she was probably born there. Yeah. Like, oh, raised okay. there. Okay. She may just want to live I, forever. There's a longevity yeah. thing to all of this. It's not just curing disease, it's living for a long time. So I, that could be her goal. She could have been healthy, she just wants to live forever. That's I, so I have a prediction that she's not going to get picked for whatever happens and she snaps and kills a bunch of people. Ooh. Mm. Um, I don't... It's a bold I don't see prediction. People. <laughs> I see her just walking off one of the cliffs. Oh, killing herself? Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Like, I mean, well, in, in that scenario, like, I, I really don't see her being the kind to snap and, like, take out half the village or go after Westmoreland or any of the clones who seem to be, like, royalty on the island. I see her just, oh, my God, my whole life has been a fake despair, 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 step off a cliff. I wonder if those people all right. are all just dupes to have their organs harvested or something. They're all gonna like lead them into a room, like we're gonna get our our elixir so that we can live forever. Yeah. And then the they all get in, yeah, they all get incinerated or eaten by a demigod or something like that. Um, Whatever that thing in the woods was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that thing. The... Maybe that's what happens to the people who get chosen. Mm. So there's a really good book that deals with people getting chosen and uh, cults. It deals with a cargo cult, and I think I've mentioned it before, but it. Um, Island of the Sequined Love Nun by Christopher Moore. Because <laughs> um, all of his books have really good titles. Um, also, The Lust Lizard of Melancholy Cove might be my favorite book title ever. But Island of the Sequined Love Nun deals with a cargo cult and chosen people. And it's just hilarious um, and amazing. And there's a very graphic thing that happens in the beginning. So if you're a little squeamish, uh, heads up. But outside of that, what is, a, what is a cargo cult? A cargo cult happened generally in the Pacific during World War II, where planes and their cargo would fall on the Pacific Islands, 
And the people there who had never dealt with Western culture would just get presents from the sky. Ah. So anytime any of the pilots would land there, they were treated as gods because who are these white people? And, oh, my God, they're bringing us food and aid and their planes have naked white women on them. And so they started worshiping American Air Force pilots and, like, burning sacrifices to get more cargo that they would drop just either by accident or the plane would crash there or they would need to land there to hide or whatever. So um, it's really interesting. Yeah, the white male ego definitely needs to be more inflated. Yeah, (laughs) especially at that time. But yeah, it just kind of reminds me of this. A lot of the kids were born into it and just grew up worshipping American pilots because they brought brought band-aids. But yeah, the book is hilarious. and deals with it in a very, like, this is not acceptable kind of way. Like, it doesn't glorify it. Um, but yeah, so if you like dealing with weird cults who worship weird things and it doesn't turn out normal, Island of the Sweet Sequined Love Nun by Christopher Moore. It's I'll, I'll put it in my uh, to-read queue, because I love anything that has to do with cults. Yeah, this one's really interesting. Um... So, yeah, we're trying to revival the name of our little township here. And they are trying to genetically improve the human race, and everybody will benefit. Did we talk about the fact last season that this guy's um, first initials are P.T.? No. P.T. Barnum? No, we didn't. That is a really good connection that I don't think I would have made. Mm. I like that. That is... So is he for real, or is he... I don't want to say fraud. That's not quite the right word. For I mean, for P.T. Barnum, but... Um, but but he's, he's... But is what... Yeah, is it for real, or is it not for real? And I think the, for, the fact that they the chose show. P.T., is, is important. I think that goes back to what Matt was saying in The Chosen Get Incinerated. Because it's mm. all show. Right. Well, it, it may not be for, sure, for show, but the people who are on the island expecting to receive the benefits of this science may not be the ones who get it. Yeah. Um, and I think that... So that leads me back to why I think that mud would be um, she would get to, you know, maybe look young forever or just live forever while other people get way more impressive science. Um, And that's because her line, we all benefit. So even if everybody will benefit. So does that mean they're going to put something into the water? Because how else is everybody going to benefit? I don't know. It's a mystery so far. Well, they talk about a fountain. Is there going to be like a real fountain that people drink from? Or is it, you know... Metaphorical? Not metaphorical, yeah. Um, God, I hope there's a real fountain. <laughs> and then they're like, but it's just a metaphor. <laughs> or like when you... Because we're eventually get to meet uh, P.T. Westmoreland, right? we're going to go to his house, and I hope, like, the first part of his house is a giant fountain with a swan. 
Ew. I like that. Yuck. <laughs> I don't. I don't want a swan. Swans are awful. But I guess but... you're right. But but swan wasn't <laughs> yeah. wasn't a swan killed in in Susan's house? So yeah. Swans are part. Yeah. So you're right. Swans are part of the. Lita and the swan. Part of the. Yeah, the Lita. And yeah, swan. that's right. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah. I think there has to be a swan in it. Like if yeah. we see P.T. Westmoreland's house and there's not a fountain and a swan in the front yard, I'm gonna be really disappointed because they have done some other funny callback, punny shit. And if they miss this chance, I'm just going to be forever disappointed. Yeah, so Charlotte at the school is kind of a school. (laughs) Homeschool. She's so mature. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a school. Well, I think all of the clones are naturally very smart yeah um in that they don't have to try as hard as other people to absorb information and to catch on to things whether that was purposeful in the making of them or just a byproduct Um, because i mean if you look at siobhan siobhan is a very smart woman um and she shares genetics with the with the clones so i feel like they're just all inherently smart and so they all just have a little bit more of an understanding of the things around them um and so that's why little tweedle little uh tweedle small seems so so much more mature for her age um and also in the show it's only been like six months but in real life charlotte's like three or four years older than she started so some of it could just be an at you know an older teenager right yeah there's there's a limit to how much she can make herself act younger and without being a caricature right yeah like i always like oh go ahead did you guys see the episode poster they released I was looking at it. It there's like a fountain on here. It looks pretty cool. I'll put a link in the chat. Okay. Let me. See. Oh, there is a fountain. Let me see. Oh, that's a famous painting. Um. Right. But like. Matt, look at it. I have a feeling. But look at it. Why I think you're gonna know what this is. Why am I going to know what this is? Hmm. I don't recognize it. I've never seen it before. Yeah. Okay. So I zoomed in on the fountain itself. Mm-hmm. So we have a naked lady and a cherub standing on the top, and then water is coming out of cherubic baby mouths, and there's people swimming in it. Around it is a power symbol. Yeah. And an eye. It's oh, the, yeah. an eye. Definitely yeah, an illusion thing. Eye. That's crazy. This is an official poster? Mm-hmm. This is amazing. I see no geese. They're missing a grand opportunity here. Geese or swans? Swans. Yeah. Thank you for catching me. Still, I think I'd want a reproduction of this poster. Huh. Well, now I want to look into that. <laughs> um, thank you for starting me down a weird hole, Patron. Hmm. Anytime, Liz. 
Um, yeah, you're really good at that. <laughs> I like the person in the wheelbarrow with the hat. <laughs> there's sick people coming to the fountain to be cured. Mister doesn't have an A in it. See how there's a there's a guy. Oops, I was on mute. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was typing something and I didn't want my, the clickety clackety of the keyboards to uh, get picked up by the the mic because my mic's pretty sensitive. But uh, this poster is really cool and I would love a reproduction of it. Yeah, totally. I would spend oh. twenty bucks for a nice poster of this. Uh, I think it's really neat that the people in uh, are being brought to the fountain to be cured. You got a little guy in a wheelbarrow with a hat and a person on the back of uh, some guy being carried, and then it looks like a sick lady on a being carried she's praying for relief it looks like mm, you yeah. all, all the sick people are on the left and then the healthy people are on the right where they're dining at the table there and dancing yeah like they've already gone through the fountain Mm-hmm. and there's two people making out in the bushes on the lower <laughs> right mm. okay when i google to find that poster i can't find it yeah, it's on the BBC America website. They're, they made them harder to find this season than they have in the past. That's um, weird. The one I found for one of the ones I found is a swan with an illusion eye. Hmm. And, oh, you know what? That one looks like it's a fan-made poster, but it's really awesome. Here, That's why it's so easy to find. Here. Here's where they'll, they release all the posters that's in the chat. Thank you. So this will, this will be updated weekly. Also, the one for this week looks, or for tonight, looks really cool. I'm excited. It's all pixelated, right? Or is it just Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it pixelated or is my computer broken? No, it is. Okay. Um, no, it's that... Like... Okay, it looks like... It's MK. Yeah. It's pixelated MK, and there's an illusion eye in it. Mm. Um, down at the bottom. Like, almost the bottom-ish. Uh, oh, yeah. There it is. So this is fun for podcast uh, listeners yeah, to, totally. to see. <laughs> uh, we will share this on the website when we... Um, I will put it in the notes. On the uh, episode notes. And then also, uh, we will share it on the Facebook group. Cool. Um, so let's leave our island for a little bit. I now officially hate a cop more than D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, she put a gun to Art's head. I want her to die painfully by the end. Like, I'd be okay if she were set on fire. Wow. Oh, my God. Cover your child's ears wow. so she doesn't hear this. Eh, she's watching my husband play video games. She's fine. And he's trying really hard to prevent her from squealing right now. Hilarious. Um, so if you hear baby squeals, just let me know, and I'll be a little tighter on the mute button. Um, uh, but, yeah, she's very squealy at the moment because Mommy's trying to do something, so... I must also talk and share my feelings. Um, but no, Art showing up at the safe house and see with his pan. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. Um, 
kind of like how Fee was not indignant that he was almost going to be shot, but he was indignant that he may have almost hit Art with a pan. <laughs> I was going to hit you with a pan. <laughs> Art's like, I was going to shoot you. But yeah, <laughs> scary Fee. So where do we think Ferdinand took Siobhan and Kira? Las Vegas. They're going to go see a show. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I mean, he's he was, he. I mean, he might take you know offering might take an offering to Rachel. Here, yeah, take me back. I've got, I've got Kira. And, you know, Kira. Mhm. It might just be a dyad, honestly. Like, if they want, I don't know, they want to learn things about Kira could see them just taking her to Dyad. But if they were going to take Kira, why um, why take Siobhan? They don't need Siobhan. Yeah. Siobhan would let them just take Kira. I don't know. Exactly. Why not just kill Siobhan and take Kira? Well, I mean, I mean the, Kira's a child. They may want they may want someone who's Comforting, you know, who would comfort Kira? Uh, Miss, I mean, uh, you could go. I mean, you could go. You go, you know, the 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 isolate her way. But but I'm not sure what what that what that accomplishes. So having someone that Kira trusts may may if there's something that they need to do and they need Kira's cooperation, they may feel that they'll get it if Kira has someone who's an ally. Okay. I mean, I don't know that that's the case. I'm just saying, well, maybe, you know, that might work. Maybe that's why they have to take Siobhan to, other than the fact that they need to keep Siobhan alive for whatever reason for the end of this. <laughs> There's no real reason. They just need to keep her alive. Keep her around to the end for some reason. It's an end game. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm glad Siobhan's still alive because she's probably one of my favorite characters. But, um... It just, I don't know, unless they unless they hope to get all the clones back together and want Sarah's mom and daughter to make Sarah be a part of everything, like, that's the only thing I can think. Yeah. That could be a possibility. They might just want Sarah on their side, so. True. Um, the thing is, I'm starting to get really scared that they might actually be able to cure the girls, which I know that Sarah's not sick, but I'm like, I'm... I don't want to drink the Kool-Aid, but I think the Kool-Aid might taste good. Well, Cosima seems sold. It's science. Of course, Cosima's sold. <laughs> and the fact that Delphine says it's real. I mean, I think that that um, goes a long way to, to um, you know, working on Cosima's cynicism about the whole thing. Yeah. What I don't understand is, you know, it, it, at the end of last season, everyone's like, shut up, everybody else. And now everyone's like, every, everything's everything's cool. What changed? Um, you know, Rachel helps Delphine. She gives her the medicine. Um, what changed is Rachel drank the Kool-Aid. She sees the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. Whether it's false light 
but she sees a cure so she can have what she's always wanted, which is a child. Okay, so she's willing to be um, uh, magnanimous to Cosima. I, I think she needs to know if this cure works, and Cosima is someone she could test it on without risking herself. Mm. Yes. But didn't, but didn't she already take the cure? I thought she took it. Did she see? Cosima was supposed to take it at the end of the last season, and Rachel took it. I mean, Rachel took the science, but did she, like, did she use the cure? I thought she did. No. I don't I, know. I don't I don't, a, I don't I don't remember that. I don't remember, well, I don't, I don't remember it happening, but I think that's what they were saying happened. I think she said, someone, one of the characters, maybe it's Sarah, says, or as Cosima says, Rachel took the cure. She took, she she took my cures. Well, yeah, but she also could have taken the like. Yeah, I think she took, she took, like the science for it. it. I don't yeah, know. She took know the medicine, she but admitted, she administered it to herself. Yeah, she didn't administer the medicine, but she removed it from Casina's Casima's person. She has it. I don't think she used it. There oh. we go, patron for the win and being able to simplify <laughs> that. <laughs> That's my. That's what I was thinking anyway, and that's why I think she's willing to try it on Kasima. Hmm. She's sick. She's yep. fine. She's sick. She's fine. I. I can't tell. I can never tell, what's going on with her. Just I could have uh, sworn she was already cured. <laughs> I think. So we know that some of the clones have had this autoimmune disorder in a very severe way. Kasima, Jennifer, um, I think there have been others that haven't been named. Uh, Katya. Charlotte's trying to starting to show signs. Uh, who, Katrin? Katya, the German. That's right, Katya. Second episode. Uh, and then we have Sarah and Helena on the complete opposite end of the spectrum who don't carry the marker or the marker is not being expressed for the autoimmune disorder. And then I think there's some in the middle who may eventually develop some of the other symptoms, but only have cysts in their uterus, but don't have the full-fledged body attacking itself. So um, I don't know that it's, as needed for Rachel, so she's willing to test it on Kasima. And if Kasima lives, yeah, cool. If she doesn't, okay, we have more work to do. Because for Rachel, it's not life and death. It's being able to produce a child somewhere in the future. Whereas with Kasima, it's life and death. Can I read some comments from the creator of the show? They're pretty non-spoilery. Yes. So the question from Entertainment Weekly is, uh, you give... Cosima, Delphine, and then you take her away again. Man, you guys are so mean to poor Cosima. How could you do that to her? Answer, it's the nature of that relationship and the nature of scheduling busy actors. Suffice it to say, Delphine will return. Delphine has many things in those deep French pockets of hers, and there is still plenty of love lost and mayhem in store for those two characters, for Cosima and Delphine. Question, Cosima gives herself the treatment, or rather Rachel ends up administering it to her. Does that mean we can finally breathe a sigh of relief when it comes to her health? 
Answer, I mean, it feels like a bigger sigh at the beginning of this season than there ever has been before. Cosima essentially is living with the enemy and striking that devil's bargain of continuing to develop the cure to cure her sisters. But she's working for the dark side now, so obviously there's a long struggle ahead for Cosima. And while she's a pretty good scientist, so let's hope that cure is effective this time. I think she's going to be fine. I hope so. I'm really sick of Kasima being dying. It's just been going on for too long. I am sick of Helena being pregnant and put mm. in serious situations like having, I don't know, a stick in her belly. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. But they're magic babies, right? So they'll have healing powers and be yeah. fine? Well, they'll just push Same. it out. Like, I don't know. I am so glad I'm not pregnant during this season. Although being pregnant with the season of the miscarriages was a little rough. Uh, yeah. Or going to that season shortly after my miscarriage. But, dude, being pregnant with the things sticking out of the belly, I don't, I don't think I could have done that. Uh, I'm sure her babies are fine. I'm sure they're weird in whatever way Kira is. I've had her survive <laughs> that car crash, so. And also for her to be just dating for four seasons. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Um. So with Helena and Donnie and their loon call, um, I get it. Yeah. Uh, I love Donnie. Was that the was that the emergency loon call? Yeah. <laughs> like you were so excited five seconds ago because you guys have your loon conversation. Um, They're a cute little family. I was so pissed at Donnie for not even trying. To save Allison. Yeah. He would have oh, he, he, he would have gone down. He couldn't have done anything. Yeah. He could have at least thrown something at one of the guys so they went after him and gave Allison a better chance. Which Allison was not going to get away from those guys. Yeah, I don't care. I don't like the fact that Donnie chose the car. Over chose the car. I thought I would have put it like he chose Helena. That's how I interpreted it. Which I'm also not okay with. I mean, yes, she's pregnant, but also not his wife. Those aren't his babies. Yeah, but there, yeah, there's something going on there. Um, you know, it's been going on for a couple of seasons. He seems to be, you know, cares in some special way. And I'm not saying it's romantic or sexual, but some, some connection there. I think Donnie and Helena have more in common than either of them would care to admit. Um, yes, but I also think Donnie has also wanted, in the same way that Allison has wanted, to be it's... the biological parents of a child and yeah. being able to watch somebody who looks so much like his wife, you know, clones, um, go through pregnancy, I think is just mesmerizing for him. Yeah. Uh, but... Dude, it's not cool to forget about your your wife for her sisters. Well, maybe he'll feel guilty about it next episode. <laughs> he always feels guilty about it next episode. And there's no <laughs> one for him to accidentally shoot in the head this year. Where are their actual kids? Their kids. We never probably, see them. We never ever see them. Parents, right? Well, they're probably like 15 years old now. <laughs> Well, no, they can't be that old because Elena's still pregnant. 
Um, well, now, right. No, I know the, the, somebody's... the actors, I mean. Oh, yeah. So they show them yeah. less often. Right. Um, I don't know. I assumed they were with somebody's, they had been sent to be with somebody's parents, either Donnie's parents or, um, I, it doesn't sound like Allison would really want this, but maybe if she had to, uh, her own mom. Yeah, no, I think she would do everything before she, they would be with her before they went with her mom. Um, I think they're, I think they're with the Chubbs side of the family. Um, yeah, to keep them safe. I think they're with Donnie's family. Um, yeah, and then, so we have Mr. Fontenac telling us there's only one faction now, and then we go back to the van with our poor Allison, who was black-bagged, which is something she has been terrified of since she became self-aware. And um, she's stuck with the fudgy fudgers in the truck, and they show up with Art and his neo-partner, um, who is total butch girl cop trope. Mm -hmm. um, oh, my partner was too soft for me. I don't like that girly shit. I'm a cop. Uh, meh, 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 meh. Um, <laughs> and she's a crazy neo. Um, and she threatens to shoot our poor Art in the head. I really don't like her. Also, I don't remember her name. You're not supposed to. It's, it's Maddie. Maddie something, I think. I think it's in my notes. I, I think that's right. Yeah. yeah I just yes. have Maddie. Yeah. Well, I don't like Maddie. No. <laughs> she's cold. I think she's kind of hot, but... <laughs> oh, okay. Different kind. <laughs> <laughs> She does have really pretty eyes, but no, I meant she's she's just very, you know, not not human at all. Not not not. You yeah, know. yeah. Um, it, they couldn't have could they have found someone like more you know to seem more dead kind of you know this is what we're gonna do this is what I'm gonna do. It just doesn't seem a lot you know no humanity there. Yeah, I really, I really like her. I mean, D'Angelo, you know, she has some humanity. <laughs> she was obnoxious. Sometimes. But, you know, but this person just seems like... Yeah. Completely off the chart in terms of feeling. Uh, so, they want to bring all of the clones in. So, are we going to meet other clones? Are they going to find Tony? God, I would love to see Tony again. Right? Are they going to bring in Crystal? Oh my god. Oh my god. Crystal yeah. is who I want to see. Crystal. Yeah. Crystal in a yurt. <laughs> all of the other Can you imagine Crystal meeting Tony? Like, I definitely don't look like that one. I just want Crystal to meet Kasima. That's pretty much all I want out of this season. Um, if that, that happens, amazing. I will not be... Yeah. Why, why, like... do you want, why do you want that? Uh... I just think that it would be really fun. I think they mm. would get along in a way that would be interesting for both of them. I don't know. I just think it could be cool. I think that those two would end up being, like, best friends and confusing the hell out of everybody else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, they seem to be bringing MK in, who is not one of my favorites. But... I like 
like MK. I just didn't think she had a chance to just really distinguish herself from the other clones. Uh, I think I like MK. I don't. I would like to learn more about her, though. Mm. I agree with yeah, Janice. There's something about her that just doesn't uh, feel very special or unique. She's a little kind of bland. She has trouble showing emotion because she's autistic. Mm. And I think the that fish... I think that's why she feels so so much different from the other clones, because our other clones are so expressive, and MK is not. She is absolutely not expressive, so she feels so much extra different than just the natural differences that arise between them. She is just absolutely different than them. I think we need to spend more time with her. Yeah, I think I think that's true. It's not, you know, when she was in her trailer and was she mixing iced tea? Is that what she was doing at some point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was fine, but then when she interacts over, like, Skype or what have you, um, I don't really get a sense of her personality or backstory. I guess I want more from her than what I what I've been given so far so before I can a, really render a verdict. There's a little bit more about her in the comics. Oh. Mm. Um, it tells her story in the 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 clone that she has all the pictures with her best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's their story. Um, it's yeah, Helsinki. Mm-hmm. She was part of Helsinki. And she was the only clone who survived, I yes. assume? Yes. And so, and they actually didn't even know she survived for a long right. time. Right, yeah. I figured that. But, but yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't like people because she doesn't understand them, because she doesn't know how to read emotion. She doesn't like to be touched. She has very, very few friends that she feels comfortable with. I mean, she shows all the signs of spectrum disorders. And so, for me, I think that that's why she's such a marked difference, because our other clones don't. Uh, our other clones are just absolutely social. Um, well, and- no, see, that's the thing. I think, I think that um, Helena is different, but antisocial. And so, what I, my objection to MK was, they didn't spend enough time really um, distinguishing her from Helena. She had, you know, she had a kind of. Um, I guess her accent wasn't really Eastern European, but but it still seemed more Eastern European than than anything else. It's... And she wasn't showing a lot of emotion. And Helena doesn't show a lot. I mean, it, yes, it comes through at times, but for the most part, Helena doesn't show a lot of emotion. So with Helena, do you mean she's antisocial, as in she's uh, a sociopath or a psychopath, or do you mean she's asocial in that she doesn't like people? Um, I think she's asocial in that she I don't know that she doesn't like people but she definitely has not had good relationships with a lot of people and doesn't rely on people well that goes down to how she was raised right right and and, and all I'm saying is the problem I have with MK is I don't think that they they were able to spend enough time with her to to really distinguish her from from Helena I just felt like I was looking at another Helena a lot of the time Mm. Okay. Hopefully, we get more from MK. 
Yeah, I would. I would like more from MK. I would like her to be more just, you know, a, 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 you know, her own personality, or feel like she's she's different. I also felt like she delivered some exposition. Like she was kind of there for plot convenience some of the time, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. she. I don't think at this point they can really give her a storyline, which means she's just kind of an add-on to the cast. Like Helena, we've gotten to know her for four seasons already. All the all the clones have had plots. Some have had several, but MK, she just kind of shows up and helps out. So she doesn't feel fully formed in that sense. I really want her and Crystal to have a scene together. <laughs> you just want Crystal to have a seat with everybody. Uh, Crystal all the time, please. <laughs> um. Well, if, I mean, they could have scenes with um, MK and Kira and, the, you know, playing Minecraft. That could be very interesting. That would be sweet. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I like the fact that <laughs> Um, comic book guy who's now on our side. <laughs> yes. Hell wizard. I mean the guy yes. who. Hell wizard. The guy who it's owns the rabbit wizard. hole. Wizard, I was making that up to be funny. Okay, hell wizard. Um. A, do we trust him? B, I like the fact that he said a bunch of fairly common things about video games and Felix had zero clue as to what he was saying. <laughs> that's because Felix doesn't stay indoors to play video games. He goes out clubbing. <laughs> Felix and I live very different lives. <laughs> I also knew nothing of what she was talking about, so that's not because I go outside <laughs> or what he was talking about. I just don't know video games. Um, but yeah, it was just great. I liked, okay, maybe it's just because my husband plays video games that I and he tells me about them in detail. And so I think maybe that's why I understood it. And then Fee was just like, what? I liked it. <laughs> well, Hell uh, Wizard's plan is to put like tentacles out in various online games to attract MK's attention. Um, and he uses the term avatar. I don't think that anyone really says avatar uh, in the gaming community. That feels like a term that was used a long time ago, and now it's not really a thing. Um, well, like if you play World of Warcraft, people will say Toon. Uh, play Guild Wars, people say character. Um, Avatar is a little like uh, what a writer would think that people who play video games would say. Or, I, know, I mean, it, it, I mean well, it's technically it's correct, but I don't think people say it. Because I thought it was still called Avatar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, one would think that um, um, MK would probably have like a main primary game that she plays, and not like dozens of games. Right, but he doesn't know what her main game was. I thought so... they thought it was Minecraft, though. Yeah, that's what I well, thought. Well, I think that's not just how she contacted Kira. That's okay, that's what Kira plays. Okay, and that's what she plays. Hmm. But if she's trying to find Kira again or keep tabs on them, checking into Minecraft and finding Kira's character would be a good way to do it. So I think they can still find her through Minecraft, but it's not necessarily because that is her game. So what I'm not quite 
clear what his plan is? Is he going to create multiple characters uh, of a certain name and, and put them in different locations and online worlds? Like, Yeah. That's, so he's yeah, making he a bunch he of characters named Sarah Manning and putting yeah. them in a ton of games so that when MK logs on in the group chat, if she's playing a game that has groups in it or on the server, you can see who else is playing. It's going to pop up with, this character's name is Sarah Manning. 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 <clears throat> Showing that someone is trying to get her attention. Not not possible, but okay. Also, a little obvious. I mean, you would think that the neolutionists are smart enough to like be you know, having some sort of online presence. True, but uh, Hellwizard is really, really new in our group. So he might not realize quite how far-reaching everything is. Mm-hmm. Possible. If they had known that she played a particular game, and let's just say it's World of Warcraft, it, that would have made more sense because then he could create multiple accounts to put characters of similar... You, you can't duplicate names. The names will have to be unique. But then he could put them in multiple places around the games because, you know, the, these game worlds are big. She could log in and never see that person. Right. It just doesn't well, seem like a very good plan, but okay. <laughs> also, you can um, you can hack... The, well, I can't, but I'm sure someone like Hellwizard could hack the system to create a bug where maybe it's not playable characters that are coming up as Sarah Manning, but he's putting little non-playable characters as Sarah Manning all over the place or like in World of Warcraft or uh, Guild Wars, you have the little like animals that you kill on the way to quests and whatnot. If all of those, instead of for Guild Wars, because I've played more of that than uh, Warcraft, the Moas, instead of them, you know, above it saying Moa, whatever, it says Sarah Manning and you have to kill a bunch of Sarah Mannings to get to your next quest or whatever. So, I mean, you can write code, you can write viruses and stuff like that to change non-playable characters, and that could be what he's doing. The developers would be on that so fast that they would shut those accounts down. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, but I'm just saying. We don't have to go into the weeds on this. I just, for the sake of it, it's a TV show. It's a TV show. Probably just some techno babble to explain this thing they're doing. Probably. Also, not. it's a show about clones. So really, are we going to Oh, it's very meta. Oh. (laughs) I mean, um, but yeah, so Hellwizard, Uh, do we trust him or is he a planted Neo? Mm. Oh, I trust him. I trust him. Uh, I mean, he's one of Scott's nerd friends, right? I trust Scott more than pretty much anyone else, so. This show can't handle another turncoat. I really hope it can't. So, I really want to talk about the gutted, stabbed wolf bear. The wolf that was stabbed and had, like, a chunk of itself removed by the bear. Uh, The bear, in quotes. Yeah. Um, Chupacabras go after goats, right? Not wolves? The Mexican goat sucker. Okay. So it's not a chupacabra. <laughs> no. Uh, literally, my first thought was chupacabra. Wait, no, uh, it's not a goat. I think it's a person. So you think it's it's a so like with 
I think something's gone wrong, as things often do with like way out there science. And this, this it's a I mean, person slash animal. I'm not saying that I, I, I no, I'm not exactly sure where this this thing is on the scale. Um, I think it it's running around on two legs. It's got arms. Um, can obviously use tools, but it also has strong teeth or the desire to use them. I think it's a botched experiment. Yeah, probably. Yeah, an escaped botched experiment. So do we think it's a botched experiment in the way that it took 400 tries to get Charlotte? Or do we think it's a botched experiment in that they tried to grow a human brain on a dog and something went wrong? Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Well, something definitely went wrong. I'm not sure they tried to do a dog on a what dog brain on a human or what? What? Yeah, I'm not sure that. Well, because I mean, currently in real life, they are trying to grow organs, human organs, on pigs and and such like that. So I was trying to think of the organ that might have the most effect on something with really strong jaws and brain and dog is what happened. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I thought it through that carefully, but I just feel like that the, somehow something went wrong with the fountain. Something went wrong with the water. Okay. So in, again, with the fountain in Rachel's speech, she talked about a brave sacrifice, which again makes me think of mud. Hmm. Um, and drinking from the fountain, which again leads me to Kool-Aid. Uh, but what did, what did you guys think of Rachel's speech? I didn't really know what to make of it. Honestly, at this point, I'm just sort of, I don't know. I'm just kind of seeing, waiting to see. Because I've given up trying to predict things on this show. It keeps going to slightly ridiculous places that no one can predict well i wasn't really sure i mean everyone gets excited or mud certainly gets excited <gasps> he's talking we're gonna find something out and what she says is not all that impressive no but i bet you everybody but Casima was like oh my god that was amazing yeah and what did you think i mean it was it was kind of faint in the background but what did you think of that music they were playing i felt you know here. Where were you at Disney World or something, or you know some? It was weird. It was very weird. Very was... upbeat. Very strange for for that place. Yeah, it was. It was very culty. Yes. Like they're driving home the culty in this. On this island. Yeah. But Rachel even, like, looked different, right? When she was giving Cosima the medicine, and even when she found Sarah, she was, she looked different. Really? Not, like, not like suddenly she had a different nose, but, like, the way she was holding herself, and it could be because she was smiling, um, but she seemed more genuinely almost relaxed or warm. 
again, because mm-hmm. I think she's seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, I really felt like there was a change in her. Okay. Am I weird? She's kind of gotten what she's wanted. So if you think yeah. she's being nice and happy, <laughs> I don't know what's going to last. She's placated yeah. at this point. Placated is a good word for it. Claws have been retracted. For now. (laughs) But I don't know. I I feel like she looked different after she saw uh, Westmoreland. So what do we think Westmoreland's going to look like? I don't know. Do we think he's going to look like a 70-year-old? Or do we think he's going to look like a 30-year-old? That would be a toddler. Uh, I think, I don't know, I could really see them going either way, him being a young-looking guy, or him looking like an old man, like, I don't know. We're confident that it's a dude? Hmm. They've been saying Mr. Westmoreland. Well, there's a character yeah. on the blacklist they call Mr. Kaplan, and that's a woman, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, if no one's ever him and I guess it's possible um I don't know I don't know if we're supposed to understand that the people of Revival like don't see him or what no it doesn't th- seem like they do yeah so maybe that could be a fun twist what if this isn't um Westmoreland's cult and he's a captive and it's being run by some neo illusionist person. Never mind. <laughs> well, I'm out of notes well, and I'm getting desperate. Yeah. I watched this episode a week ago and I can't remember very much about it. <laughs> yeah, I had to rewatch it partially because the first time I tried to watch it, my kid uh, decided she wanted to have opinions. I rewatched it this afternoon, but I don't know. It still didn't. I don't know. It definitely feels like. like a beginning. Mm-hmm. Do we have any feedback? Um, Anything yes, that we... might create some more conversation? Let me... I was looking for Rachel's speech because I feel like there's a lot there. Well, that's a quote. Do we do quotes on this podcast? Yes, we do. I don't have the whole quote. I have part of it. I just found a Helena and Jesse Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> Looking through my or- through some orphan black things. I want her to end up happy. Yeah. Uh, I'm forwarding you some feedback to read. And Janice, I'm going to forward you one. Okay. We got two this week and both pretty long. Well, we usually do feedback at the end, right? Are we done, or do we want to do quotes and favorite clone and things? Um, yeah, let me... Yeah, do we want to do... Let's do a favorite quote. Who wants to go first? Uh, I forgot to get a quote. Uh... Um, so let's start with Janice. What's your favorite quote? Um, is that the emergency loon call? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Uh, that was good. Uh, Matt, what was yours? It is time to be brave, to sacrifice. The fruits of nearly 200 years of Neolution science are now within our grasp, and we here shall drink from the fountain first. Um, right, yeah. I'm going to go with Delphine's follow the crazy science, mostly because they've just made that joke too many times, and I feel the need to point that out. Yes, that's been a very... <laughs> I think it's mentioned in both of our feedbacks. Um, and then, so my favorite is, it's a bear. <laughs> uh, partially because of the look on the dude's face. Hmm. Um, I've got one more. Okay. Oh, poop on a stoop. We don't even know what the plan is. <laughs> That was also very good. I like that. Um, I also liked fudging fudgers. Um, I thought that was really good. Um, well, um, Janice, what was your favorite scene? Uh, Donnie sneaking away through the woods, pulling the, the rolling carry-on. That was pretty funny. <laughs> there was just so much. He's in the woods. He's got this rolling carry-on. He's sneaking away. It was just hysterical. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Um, Katrin? Um, I think it was either uh, the scene with Cosima and Delphine in the yurt because I am still trash for Cofine. <laughs> or it was... Um, when Delphine was just being a doctor in the clinic and working with the sick kid because I really, really liked that and I like when they let Delphine be a person. It's nice. Yeah, that was really sweet. I really liked that as well. I just really love Delphine and I like when we learn more about her. Yes, definitely. Um, Matt? Mine was in the woods with Helena and Donnie when he sees uh, Helena sneak up behind the goon and goes, oh, Jesus. Because in this moment, he feels like – it's like all of a sudden he feels bad for the person who's about to attack him and his family because he knows what Helena's going to do to him. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, mine was Sarah and the tampon in the beginning. That was just – that was just such a kick-ass scene. I just – I really loved that. Um, favorite clone and non-clone, Janice. Uh, my favorite clone was Cosima because of the change she made kind of over the course of the episode. She's skeptical, um, but Delphine tells her the science is real, so she believes it. And, um, you know, Sarah comes in and says, uh, uh, I need to get you out of here. And Cosima's like, no, I'm not going. I'm following the science. Um, so she was my favorite. Um, favorite non-clone, I think, is Donnie. Okay. Um, Katrin? Cosima, Delphine. Shocking to no one, <laughs> I am sure. <laughs> um, would you like to elaborate? <laughs> um, well, Cosima is just usually my favorite clone, unless she happens to be particularly terrible in an episode. Um, I just really like her. I thought she, her story was good this week. Um, I like that the the cure seems to be moving forward and that she is going to be, you know, working with the enemy. I think that's going to be interesting. And I just, um, 
I thought the Delphine stuff was good. I think they're continuing to show how dedicated she is to Cosima, and I really appreciate that. So, yeah. All right. Uh, Matt? Yeah, I think uh, my favorite clone's Cosima. And I don't really have a reason other than no one else really impressed me. So she was the one who f- felt like the episode focused mostly on her and Sarah. And between the two, I'm, I'd go Cosima. Okay, and your non-clone? It's not a, it's not a strong pick, but that's the best I know. Uh My non-clone would be Hell Wizard, because even though I find his plan dubious, because it's a TV show, I'm going to go with it. But it's you know he's he's trying to bring MK back into the plot and uh, that's good and uh, yeah. Okay, um, my favorite was Sarah because um, she's our surviving heroine, um, and my favorite non clone was Hell Wizard because he is now just a part of the team and is like this is what I'm doing to be a part of the team. Uh, <laughs> And I like that. And I am going to grudgingly trust him. However, if at some point in the future he, like, walks over to, like, Rachel's side, there will be lots of, oh, I knew it. I knew I should have trusted him. Uh, But for now, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, So what was your overall rating, Janice? Um, Four out of five ingenious uses of a tampon. Way to steal mine. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it was it was something that I had written down right you know right away that I, that was the one that was my rating system like right from the beginning. Um, <laughs> I tried to think of something else, but I couldn't. It's um, fine. Yeah. Katrin, so yeah, your... I thought it was a really um, a really you know a lot happened in this episode. Really moved. Um, we rate out of five. We, we you can do whatever do... you want. Yeah. All you right. Can do um, I did not come up with a rating system because I forgot that we do that on this show. And, <laughs> um, I guess I'll do seven out of ten. Um, uh, needles in the uterus. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, it just sounds really painful. <laughs> yes, it does. Matt. I had the opposite reaction than Janice. I felt like not enough happened in this, that it was setting stuff up, but I couldn't really speak to any one scene that was great or any one character moment that was great. Uh, It left me kind of disappointed. I don't really know what I expected, but I thought for premiere it was just kind of lackluster. So I'm going to go 5 out of 10 eviscerated woodland creatures. That's pretty... It's low, I know, but it's my average rating. So hopefully everything after that will be much better. Um, so um, I thought that they did a good job of setting up the next season without doing too much exposition of, hey, remember when this specific thing happened last season? I'm going to talk about it for 10 minutes so that you remember. Um, they didn't do any of that, and I really appreciate that. Because that just, even if I don't remember having the, like, 20 minutes of exposition about last season, bugs me. So having, like, just setting up this season 
for it to be the last season. Um, I think it was okay. I think it could have been a little bit stronger. So I gave it um, eight out of 10 horrible creatures in the woods. All right. So for feedback, Matt, what do you have? I've got feedback from Harold. Harold writes, welcome back, clone dancers, to the final trip. I like Orphan Black best when Sarah is on the run, so I definitely like this episode, even though it didn't feel like a lot happened. Besides introducing Revival and setting up her final conflict with the man behind it all, I was mildly surprised that we didn't meet P.T. Westmoreland in this episode. I certainly hope that after 170 years, he hasn't evolved into a potted tree. <laughs> it seems like Rachel's meeting with Westmoreland has changed her. She seems calmer and less conniving. She feels satisfied with her place in the larger scheme of things for the first time. Is it an act? With Rachel, it always feels like an act. So that's interesting. He picked up exactly what you picked up on, Elizabeth, that, mm-hmm. that, it was, yeah. that she was different in some way, changed. Yeah. Thank you, I, Harold. I feel less crazy. I guess I kind of felt like that as well, that she was serene, but it for me, her serenity came from like an evil place and not from a calm good place more like (laughs) like head bitch in charge kind of thing okay Uh, why does she help Cosima? is it because she is now enlightened or because she needs a guinea pig to test the cure or westmoreland needs Cosima in their lab i am not surprised that Cosima wanted to stay in revival she signed up with dyad before she is addicted to crazy science she is so fascinated that she forgot to make a your name is mud joke (laughs) Oh, she'll, she'll have to do that later. After uh, after Mud goes to insane, poor Allison sure had one coming. of those. Yeah, it's definitely coming. <laughs> There'll be a pun on that name. Poor oh, Allison yeah. had one of those black bag moments that she always has dreaded. Do we know for sure that the operatives who captured Allison and Felix are on the same team as Westmoreland and Rachel? Well, we don't know anything, Harold. <laughs> That was a horrific injury to Helena. Next episode, I want to see one of her babies rip that stick right out of her side, saw herself up, and just before resealing the womb, reach out and grab a donut. That's oddly specific. I assume that person in the woods is some neolution experiment gone wrong. I give this seven and a half uh, Tweedletalls and Tweedlesmalls. Harold. All right, Harold. Um, Thank you, Harold. Yeah, I'm glad that you saw the the weird change in Rachel like I did. I feel less crazy now, so thank you. Okay, uh, should I read um, Nettie's? um... Yes, go ahead. Nettie (laughs) Nuchas. This season is off to a scary start. This episode didn't feel complete, like with a beginning, middle, and end. It was a run from last season to the next episode. I hope the whole season isn't like this, but I'm okay with the first episode being like this. Yay, Cosima got her cure, but I seriously don't trust anything here. I really thought Sarah was going to get away. No real Kira and Mrs. S, so we don't know if that blood was theirs or if it's from S giving giving a good fight. Ugh, Rachel. But at least she cured Cosima and seems to have the idea of curing them all. Poor Art. Helena rocks. I love the Helena Donnie teams up with, but a stick in her belly? Ah, they will have to be caught now. 
Mud is cute, but I half wonder if she's called Mud because she's on the lowest rung of the cult. Felix is so badass in this episode and takes charge. Too bad he ignored all as told him and went back to the same ha- safe house that is clearly not safe anymore. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Nettie. Um, do we want to read um, what uh, Lynette, who couldn't join us today, wrote? Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. Uh, hi, all. Sorry I cannot join you this episode. Pretty exciting, huh? Susan may or may not be dead. Art's new partner is a Neil Ocean mashup. Donnie dumps Allison. In addition, it looks like Rachel has joined a new cult. It was intense with a lot of info packed in it, so it will take a couple watchings and a few more episodes to figure out all that happened. I will have to choose Sarah as my favorite clone because she is rocking the survival guy stuff and Felix as my favorite non-clone for his take-no-prisoners attitude. Favorite scene? I would like to say it was Delphine and Cosima smooching, but it wasn't. I think I'm weary of these two being kept apart. It was great to see Charlotte again. Not crazy about mud or bushy eyebrow guy. I think I have to go with Felix and the frying pan. Felix, I almost hit you with a frying pan. Art, I almost shot you with a gun. <laughs> or something like that. Favorite quote, the emergency loon call. The runner's up. This is dire, Donnie. Poop on a stoop. Both via Allison, of course. Anyway, see you next week, Lynette. Well, thanks, Lynette. Sorry you couldn't be with us. Um, that's what happens when you're the president of Binet USA and it's Pride Month. <laughs> you pretty much have Pride Parade every day. Um, Felix and Art are always a fun duo. Yes. Yeah, they are. They are fantastic and I love them. Um, um, hold on, I'm really sorry. No, this is working. Okay, fine. Never mind. Okay. Um, so we did have a small conversation happen on the Facebook page about revival looking like something in the village or the prisoner or something. The the village is from the prisoner. The show the prisoner. Yeah. So yeah. Some um, Shane and Harold were and Nutty were talking about how Revival looks very much like the village in The Prisoner. So um, if you know what they are talking about, jump into that conversation. Um, I have yet to see The Prisoner, so I don't know exactly what they're talking about. Um, but yeah, so no more. We're, we're done with feedback. Yes, we are. Does anybody have any parting comments? Only that I'm very nervous that this season's going to not wrap anything up, but just create a bunch of new threads. So you think they're just going to leave the entire season on a cl- the entire series on a cliffhanger? I don't think it'll be a cliffhanger, but I think there's going to be a lot of uh, holes. There'll be a lot of things like, "What was that? What did that mean?" Okay. And I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about that, and I'm nervous about characters like MK and Delphine just being plot devices. I really don't like it when characters have their loyalties constantly shifting and you can never really pin them down. Uh, that's what I worry about. So okay. I'm just nervous. We'll see. 
Um, I'm, I feel like this whole season is going to be bittersweet. So I too am, am nervous, but also very excited. Um, all right. So that's it for us clone dance partiers. So we will see you back next week with, uh, episode two of the final trip. Thank you so much. And we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <clears throat> did, uh, did, did Katrin have anything she wanted to plug or promote? Katrin? Katrin? Hello? I guess not. There we go. Hello? Hi, can Hi. you guys hear me now? Yes. Yes, we can. All right. Um, uh, just my Tumblr, funnierthanpolonium.tumblr.com. I post things there sometimes. It's mostly Supergirl these days, but there's some more from Black stuff there, too. Um, and it is a very funny Tumblr, I will say. I love <laughs> Katrin's Tumblr. Mm -hmm. get you get to hear about my life stuff, so. But you have fun life stuff. For once, yeah. I know, I'm very excited. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Katrin's Tumblr is great, and it is funnier than Polonium, both in name and in actuality. <laughs> All right, so thanks, everybody, and we will talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Stay out of the woods. <laughs>